0: Hi Max, welcome back to uh, another episode on the Auto Archives podcast. How are we doing?
1: I'm very well, man. Yourself?
0: Yeah, I'm not too bad. It's been a very long time. Obviously, it's been about oh since November. I think is the last episode we recorded together, so it might be a bit rusty. But um, thanks for coming back on. But today, this is going to be a review, a long overdue review episode of the recent batman movie now we've both spoken in person about our respective feelings towards the film but i thought it'd be nice kind of introductory way of 2022 for the podcast and on on something we can talk about first so um i'll go over to you first because i know probably out of the two of us you're a bigger superhero slash batman fan than perhaps myself um, just say
1: nerd. Just say geek. Bigger just say nerd like... than me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, yes. uh, so I'll kind of go throw it to you because I know initially when this first came out, at least from my perspective, I was like, "Do we really need another Batman film?" Yeah. And I also purposely stayed away from trailers just as that's my thing. I just want to go in completely fresh. So, when this was announced, were you excited? And then when you saw a trailer, did that change things or was you, you know, were you still as excited as you were before?
1: Yeah. So when they first announced it, I was, I gave a a bit, you know, a bit of a massive sigh because it was like, I I think I've said this before actually about the whole DC stuff where it's just a case of they just seem to keep changing what they, um, what they want to do. You know, I I think we talked about on the Nolan episode where Hmm. I, you know, I personally think they had, they had the perfect thing with the Batman franchise, where it was it was that whole thing of we're going to make Batman movies, but they're slightly dark and they're almost quite real life, but they have like they're crime thrillers, but they've got Batman in them. Mm, yeah, and then they and then they then they obviously tried to catch up with Marvel and do their whole DC universe and stuff like that, and they had Affleck and you know their Batman and Superman and Justice League, which I, I I can't I couldn't enjoy. I just I just thought they were dumb and they were just one of those things where it's like. It's really stupid to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. They're just so far-fetched, some of them. And it was just a case of I know it's a, a superhero film, but there was just so much stuff, and it, it's like, I, I'm sorry, but there's a there's artistic license and there's you know suspending your your disbelief or whatever, but it was like this yeah. is just dumb. I, I couldn't do, get into it. Do you think them,
0: do you think it's the Nolan films in a way to blame for that? Because the Nolan films purposely made it, tried to ground it in reality as much as possible. If you think of someone like The Joker yeah it's, it's not a guy who fell in a fell in no, acid any- or anything like that. Or a clown he's a guy who's deranged that's painted his face yeah. and scarred his face and stuff like that so do you think it's because uh, of that when you go back to what like over the top comic books are were originally it's a bit like goofy now
1: maybe a little maybe it did kind of you know because you always you'll always put on that pedestal of just how good they were and you mm. you know uh, we've talked about this before when we've done the reboots and the remakes episode, where if you're going to reboot something or remake something, it needs to be as good or better. Or Otherwise, what the fuck was the point in do, like rebooting or remaking? If you're going to make something that's adequate or gets you over the line or terrible, then hmm. what was the, what was the point of you know rehashing that piece of uh, intellectual property in the in the first place? So yeah, but but yeah. So when they first announced this, it was like that whole thing of like, well, hang on, is Ben Affleck still Batman? Like, what's what's going on with that whole thing? Because you've yeah. still got this, you know, you've got the Justice League. Like what like what's happening? And we got to buy into this whole thing. There's two universes. No idea what's going on. But but yeah. So. There was that. And then it was Robert Pattinson who, at the time, I thought, okay, I I like some of the stuff he's been in, but Mm. I don't know how much he's going to be good as Batman. And then I saw him as uh, you know, in Tenet. And I was like, oh my God, I really liked him in Tenet. Mm. I'm looking forward to him as Bruce Wayne, Batman. You know, if he he can bring that same kind of charisma and, you know, all that stuff, then great. And then when the first trailer came out and it was like, oh, they're going kind of Nolanist with this in the sense of yes, it's Batman, yes, it's comic book, but it's that, again, it's that whole kind of real world, not over the top, like we've seen with the likes of like, you know, Batman, Superman and um, Aquaman and Justice League, stuff like that, where it's that, that proper over the top superhero stuff. It's it's a bit more grounded. I was like, okay, cool. Maybe they're going back to that roots of, you know, what it is or, you know, what, what I liked from the Nolan films. And, you know, that's not what everybody likes, fair enough, but that's what I liked. And then going into this, you know, and again, DC is so guilty of doing this. They do too many trailers. And when they do them, they do them so long as well. Like their trailers are like three or four minutes long and they give so much away. Um, but in that, it was a case that, you know, there was a lot of stuff of like, cool, um, take it with a pinch of salt. Cause at the end of the day, it's still a DC film and they still, you know, it doesn't seem to, have, have their head screwed in I, I saw something you know this week again where they've had another meeting where they're going to do another rejigger stuff and it's like, like just stick to what you're doing yeah. and just try and make it as good as you can but there you go but um but yeah finally you know finally getting to see this it it really did surprise me just how i don't know if it's because i went in with low expectations anything better than that was gonna be good but it was one of those things it's like. I genuinely enjoyed it and it surprised me a lot just how much I did enjoy it more than just it being low expectations.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, for me, I, I was pretty much on the agree with all of that. I was hesitant to, to understand, well, why do we need another Batman film? We can get so saturated that we just get yeah. bored of the whole thing. Um, I saw that when I saw Matt Reeves was going to do it, who's probably most famous for the recent Apes films, which I love. Uh, I thought that was quite an interesting choice, so that was quite of a bit of a boost in me, my interest yeah. in actually wanting to see it. And then I the saw sort, of, sort of the cast. You've got obviously R. Pat's in the main role, which I'll, I'll go out and say, yeah, I'm a big fan. Ever since he's come from Twilight, he's made some kind of. He's not he, gone. He's, he, he could have played it safe in a lot of roles. He's gone for really obscure stuff. He's done stuff with Cronenberg, which is um, yeah, he he's known he's to be an obscure. Of-
1: he reminds me of the the likes of like Sac Efron and like Leonardo DiCaprio, where mm. I always used to think them them as like pretty boys, you know, yeah. like teen idols stuff like that. And then they've cut they've come into their own where they've done stuff, and it's like, nah, fair play to them. Like they are like they've yeah. got that range, they've got that charisma, they can take on different roles. Like mm. they're not they're not centre or you know into that whole kind of like good looking uh you know poster boys teen heartthrobs they can't they've got they've got some you know some real um yeah real charisma i I think
0: yeah i think going off and doing those kind of more obscure intense projects probably helped this as well so to come back into the kind of mainstream in a way with something like batman it was a kind of a good choice then you've got the likes of paul dano I've always been a big fan of zoe kravitz which i've seen not that much of her in, um and colin farrell which i will I'm going to say now was probably one of the better performances in the film because I just, yeah. I, I wish I didn't know it was him before going in. Cause I don't think I would love to have known if I'd figured it out or not. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people would have, but um, yeah. So let's, let's just go straight into thoughts of the film. Then we can just kind of jump around the film. Probably worth saying this is going to be a spoiler review of the film as well. So if anyone listening hasn't seen it, then, don't listen on and go see it first. It's worth saying, actually, that as of this week, I think Batman is now available to rent on Amazon Prime, which is a very quick turnaround. It only came out start yeah. March. That's quite a quick turnaround for a big film to go on a streaming platform. But anyway, um, so yeah, so I'll go quickly on my now. Actually, I'm gonna go to you because I know you've probably got more to say than me about this. Okay. So so you so you've seen the film, um, just the once, I believe. Um, I think you went and saw it in London, right?
1: Um, yeah, I went, I went to the Everyman in Barnet, was which was brilliant. Like proper, nice. you know. If you if you if you ever want to experience that kind of very old school cinema with, um, you know, the kind of luxury side behind it as well, I'd, I'd highly highly recommend it. it was it was. An amazing experience and I definitely you know for a proper proper cinema lover and one of the different mm. experiences of seeing a film I definitely recommend it but, nice um
0: I mean I, I had to go for the I mean I'll take it the IMAX in Milton Keynes um oh nice but it was still worth seeing on a, a big oh yeah massive screen as possible as much yeah. as possible so okay so you went and saw it in London then initial thoughts when you come out what did you think of it so, as a whole
1: yeah so I, did, so I will say off the bat though, I do, I still, as much as I loved it, I still think it was too long. Okay. So there was a point in the film where I thought, okay, they're wrapping it up now. This has <laughs> been good. I've really, I have really enjoyed this, but I'm glad they're wrapping it up. And then it wasn't being wrapped up. There was actually a little bit more to go, which I did, you know, I'll go into a bit more detail in a bit, which I was like, okay, shit, actually, you know what? Fair enough. Crack on. I'm interested to see what's going on. However, this has gone quite <laughs> long as well. Mm. But but no, it was you know it was a bold thing you know to be like this is a whole new thing, a whole new you know uh, a whole new rehashing of the story. Let's do it nearly three hours long. Like that's a bold thing to do. But you know, fair fair play. But it was you know for me there was a lot of stuff that I loved straight off the bat. I loved Gotham. Um, yeah. You know that was one thing that Nolan's films lost along the way was the first you know Batman Begins Gotham was its own thing it had it had its own unique look and it was its own you know its own place whereas when you came to the Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises they shot it in I think it was like Chicago or something yeah. like that and sometimes yeah. down downtown New York and it was like it could have been any other place in it you know in America it didn't have that sort of you know unique feel so having a Gotham where you had You know, Gotham Square Garden and the Iceberg Lounge, and you had like quite unique features and unique things that made it seem very Gotham-like, with a whole kind of um, you know the slums and the you know the different you know the different areas of all Gotham that made made it what it is. I love that Mm. straight straight out the bat that it had that setting. Um, I love the fact that it was you know straight away you get into the whole kind of like the Riddler and what his plot is and what his thing, you know, the the first thing we see is him butchering the the city's mayor and, you know, setting up his first riddle and, you know, that whole thing. I thought that was good that it was a case of we didn't go in through, you know, we don't see the whole thing. We've seen a thousand times before with, with Thomas and Martha Wayne getting killed. We know Batman's an orphan. We know that whole thing. I love the fact it was like, you know who Batman is. You know Bruce Wayne. You know his story. We don't need to do that. Here is him two years in, and I love. So the I, I like,
0: was... I like the intro just to jump on that point because I, um, I like that intro because when I first, when you, the first shot, from what I remember, you're looking in. You're, you don't know who you are but you're, you're yes. someone's eyes looking into a mansion and you just think, yeah, okay, it's, like, we're, it's the Waynes again we're going to see them get killed I genuinely thought it was going to be that it's, again
1: It's like it's like binoculars, like infrared sort of thing That's it, it. You, don't, you, don't, you don't know whether or not it's Batman spying on somebody or or is it, yeah, and then obviously wait, yeah. you realise it's the riddler watching somebody To kind
0: of have a, almost like a trick where it's like, it's not that it's and that's kind of the statement the film's trying to make yeah. it's like, we're not going to follow down this Obvious route that's been done to death that everyone, like you said, similar to like um, um, Spider-Man: Spider-Man Homecoming, where it's yeah. like, yeah, everyone knows the setup. Let's just kind of yep. get that done. Yep. And, I think it kind of gets, you know, explained throughout the film, but it's not an obvious, like in-your-face explanation. It's it's almost like you're, the fact you it's it, with the intention of the people seeing this film are already Batman fans and don't need to be. Yeah, like you, it would children. it would be a
1: waste of a. F- It would be a waste of a film to go through that again, which I'm really glad they didn't do, because it's one of those things where we've literally had a reboot in the last, you know, five years with the Ben Affleck, Batman and Superman, where you've gone through that story already. We know it. We've had it already. We don't need it again, sort of thing. So, but, um, but the, you know, I like that as well. It kind of reminded me of, have you ever seen a film called Strange Days?
0: Yes, Ralph Fiennes.
1: Yeah, where you can see where you're there's that bit where you see through the killer's eyes and stuff like that. Mm. Like it reminded me of that. Like you can see you're in the killer's point of view. You can see what they're seeing and you're part of that whole like, Yeah, you know, you can you can envision what they're. So that was kind of like I like that before, like you're you're in the killer's mind sort of thing. So I like that as a kickoff. Let's um, the- just just
0: quickly, because let's just kind of go on like topics of the film then, because I'm conscious there is quite a lot to go through. So Riddler's kind of the first big topic, I'd say, because he's the first thing that turns up in the film. What did you think of him as kind of firstly the main villain, then Paul Dano's performance as well?
1: So him as the main villain, I liked because it's not something they've necessarily done in like the mainstream. You know, I think the last one they did obviously was Jim Carrey, and that was the the over over the top (laughs) Batman Forever, which was a you know the Joel Schumacher films. But this was. You know, this was the Riddler that we've seen from the comics, but it's a bit more like meticulous. You know, he, he he's a he's um, very very smart, and he uses it to obviously punish people rather than it be a case of like you know, oh, I'm going to be a take over the world and take over <laughs> people's minds or that kind of thing. So yeah. I like that aspect of it. I liked to a degree. I like the Zodiac sort of stuff and the you know the kind of that whole element of it. I don't know where, whether or not. Him being such a severe serial killer in hindsight was a right choice, only Mm. because of that's you know that kind of like sadistic murderous person is more better place for the the likes of you know the Joker that that kind of like are you know people that you know a character who's so over the top and so disturbed that you know brutally murdering somebody is is second to none you know whereas the Riddler has always been. And this is me being super geeky. Their their whole <laughs> thing has always been like, you know, the elaborate schemes and puzzles, stuff like that. That's what's gonna, you know, be that person's downfall rather than yeah, I'm gonna stab him to death. Like it seems too kind of like blunt object as opposed to being it's yeah, that's it's it's, it's more brawn than brain, which yeah. I
0: I, 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 I I thought that at the start because if he like smashes that guy's head in. Ridd, yeah. Riddler is much more of a brains villain than a brawn villain, yeah, like you said. He's almost got he's his always... his grunts to do it for him, which I, it does happen later on. But yeah, um... and it's
1: it's one of it's one of those things where, in hindsight, it would have been not better, but it would have been it would have made more sense if it had been one of the followers that had been doing the murders than mm. him. Yeah, because because then it would have been a case of. Oh yeah, but we saw him. Ah no, but they're, they're all wearing the same because it's all part of the the you know the following and stuff like that. So he never does any of the dirty work; is always left to others. You know that he's manipulating to do that, and that's that's what they you know they used to do in the comics and that. But but no, but Paul Dano, you know, Paul Dano is that he he is that typecast thing of like <laughs> we need a we need a weirdo we need a <laughs> we need a guy that's weird, and he like and that's not a dig at him because he does it so well, like. I, I kind of wanted him to be a bit more of him from Prisoners. Yes, I wanted him to, to he was, say less and his actions yeah, speak more. Like, yes, yeah, like you know, he doesn't say anything, and when he does, it just you know it, it it's it's creepy or it, you know, leaves more to, you know, what's going on. And yeah, like you said, your actions speak louder than your words kind of thing. But, but no, I liked him as you, you know, what he was and stuff like that. And it'd be interesting to see where they go with the character going forward. But it was, yeah, I, I love Paul Downer. I think he's very good at what he does. And he's always, he always brings that element of, you know, like I said, that, that, that Un- unusual unhinged. character. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, it's, and he, <laughs> Every, every film I could think of, he always plays a different manner of Unhinged. Like, <laughs> it's like, it can either be the, you know, the psycho, like, in, in this film, or, you know, the kind of, what was it, the, um, where he's the, you know, the Bible bashing person in... in um, yeah, and, you know, or, or uh, what was it, Prisoners, where he's, you know, the kind <laughs> of the deaf mute, or no, he's not deaf mute, but, you know, the whatever he is he's in prison, sort of thing, like, there's always that different level to him and stuff, and obviously the horrible... You know, he was a, one of the horrible slave keepers in uh, Twelve and Years of Slave years. and stuff like that. Just yeah, just a, again a different unhinged character each time and a different you know bring it to it. But but no, him you know him as a villain I thought was good, but it's just the execution of it I thought was a bit more brawn than brain. Mm. Um, but it was still it was still cool to see that on the screen, and I loved that. You know, leading into it, that was one of my favourite parts of the film that I loved was that there was a lot of the detective side of things. I love, I love like whodunit films. And I love, you know, those, those kind of detect, you know, I love films like Seven mm. and Zodiac for yes. those reasons, where it's a whole kind of like, you've got to solve this thing. There's all these different clues. There's all these like clever things that they need to break. I loved that. And it, it, it reminded me so much of like the Arkham video games where, you did have those puzzles and those clues and things you had to solve and stuff like that. And that was, you know, the first ever Batman appearance was in detective comics. He was mm, he was yeah. known as the world's greatest detective. So, and I think that's one thing that's been missed out on, you know, a lot of the Batman films is, mm. a, is the fact that he, he is a detective. He, he has that, um, you know, you, you had a bit of it in the dark night when he would do like the ballistics on bullets and stuff like that and mm. like you know the solving of things but it wasn't to do, it wasn't to this degree where it's no. like clues and puzzles and stuff like that i loved that it was like you know there was that element to it as well because it adds I, that extra i would say that's that's like... probably
0: the most unique point of this whole film really is yeah. it focuses much more on that there's even things like interrogation which i know he does in dark Knight with the joker and stuff but it's the whole kind of plot points of uh, a cop thriller that happens yeah. in this as well like the interrogation of subjects and um but, using people to help that you know um, undercover and those sorts of things i i really like that i thought that was one yeah, of the, the stronger points and i think riddler as well paul dano as riddler is was was great i the only thing i would say with him is i i, I will come on to the others in a minute i was hoping he'd be more of the he is the central villain but there's a lot more other big characters in this as well, which I think
1: yeah.
0: we'll cover in a moment. But I think we get lost in that some, somewhat.
1: Yeah, and I'd agree with that. And it's it's one you know going back to like the kind of detective piece as well. It adds to that excitement. Well, that was the bit that brought me in towards the end as well, because like I said, there's a bit at the end where they catch the Riddler, and you think, okay, that's done. Like this has been a long film. It's been good, but let's wrap it up. Mm. And then they're in the Riddler's apartment, and then Batman's like. Hang on a second. This isn't just a weapon, this is another clue. And it's like, oh shit, what's he about mm. to and then obviously he just discovers the the much bigger plan. And it again, it was that whole thing of like, oh shit, what's about to happen? And then it, again it adds to that whole thing of like something's not right here. Yeah. Like it's it, it's that is, whole scene when it- he's
0: in he's in. Uh, prison, and he's like, What did you do? And he's yeah. like, Punching the glass, like, What have you done? And he's yeah. singing and Ava Marie in his face,
1: yeah. And that's the thing, and you know, again, that detective element of like, you know, he's always on the case, he's always looking for something, and then it's that thing of like, Wait a second, this isn't over, this is there's something else, it's like, Oh, here we go, like, yeah, come on, like, I've bought back in now. Hmm. But no, I think you know, that that made it a very unique thing as well. And I, that's that, I think that's probably the bit that surprised me the most because. From the trailers, we knew it was going to be the Riddler. We knew that it was going to be there's going yeah. to be a puzzle element to it and stuff like that. We knew that it was going to be that. We, we but for the degree they went to it and you know how much they delved into it as a much bigger part of it. Because from the trailers, it was very action packed and it you had like the um, mm, you true. know a lot of the action, which which is what you expect from a background film. But I didn't I didn't realize just just how important the puzzles and the detective element of it was going to play into that. So that was, and it was, again, it was, you had that, you you know, you didn't just have the Riddler stuff. You had, um, you know, it was, it was linked, but you had obviously him, you know, delving into his family's past as well as part of it because he was being a target. You never, you never quite know whether or not the Riddler knows if he is Bruce Wayne or Batman as well. There's all that kind of playing in the back and forth and that as well. And it's always, you know, um, that sort of things but there's also the whole thing of like cool who is Falcone's like who is this mystery Mm. person like who is it who is the person that's supposed to be like the the um the snitch and stuff like that you know is it Falcone is it this person like there's there's so many different elements to the detective part of it which I loved um but yeah like the the final bit that I loved you know to just go on about it was I fucking love the Batmobile (laughs) I thought it was quality I love I was that, that whole scene really is silly. just
0: so in the cinema as well was so um, loud and so mate, like over the top it was brilliant
1: when i first saw the images of it, when they released it a couple of years ago what it was going to look like it was like really that's not really a bit about a bill that's just a that's just a souped up muscle car yeah and then when you and then when you hear it for the first time and like it was like oh my like the the cinema shook and it was mm. like oh my god that, that is the the sexiest sound in the world. I've how, seen like, I've just... seen
0: films since then at the cinema, and I can hear that scene in the yeah. screening next door. <laughs> it's that loud like, I know. You just, it's that ba- scene.
1: you just want the Batmobile bill to just burst through the wall. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, um... It's like
0: it's that fucking loud. I can just yeah. know what point of the film it's in, just being next door. But it,
1: but it was just, yeah, it was just it, again, it was that little unique thing of like, cool, you're not gonna go through the over the top. Batmobile. It's something that again, you can kind of believe that it would be a real thing because it is. It's a souped-up muscle car. Yeah. Um, but Just yeah, one, it was one of those one things. Thing, again. Um, one thing I quickly want to chat about because
0: I know we have jumped around. Um, the the start of this, so post Riddler, so the introduction of Batman, I yeah. think might be the best introduction of Batman, or at least the most intimidating slash scary that he's ever You've been never... in any yeah. film because. That you, whole build you up You never of, know
1: if you're gonna be picked up.
0: No, it's that whole thing about cutting to various different people, basically staring at shadows and going with the voiceover, like this, you know, really um low gravelly voiceover from RPATS, and he's basically saying, Oh, I could be anywhere. And it's already that set up of Batman is part of that society now and has that intimidation yeah. and you know, which we already know going in, but everyone's fearing him and you just don't know where he's coming out. And when you hear him like slowly stomping and you can't, it's so dark. You can't actually see him for a while. And then eventually he comes out and it's like, shit is going down. I thought that and the soundtrack will come and soundtrack in a minute, but the soundtrack that comes with that is such a great introduction. I thought, I think it was
1: absolutely amazing. Yeah, it was. It was that whole thing of, you know, there, there is still crime, but there's still that fear of, you could be you. You could be the crime that Batman solves at any moment. You mm. just don't know it, sort of thing. So you'll always be. You might commit the crime, but you'll always be watching in the shadows, waiting for Batman yeah. to maybe appear. But it, and that's it the reminded, deterrent,
0: isn't it? It's like there. There are scenes. I'm sure there is. I'm trying to think back to when I saw it last last month. But there are scenes where people are actually like they commit some sort of robbery and they look. Or they some sort yeah. of crime and they look at the shadow and they go, oh shit, maybe I won't do this yeah. thing I was going to do because of that and that's kind of its whole, the whole point of Batman to it, agree is to kind of stop it, that
1: fear. It reminded get, me of fear black. yeah, it reminded me of that scene in Rogue One where um, mm. Darth Vader attacks the rebel troopers when it's all in the dark mm. and they're all staring waiting for him to appear and you're like is he there? And then you hear the heavy breathing and then all the <laughs> lightsaber and stuff like that it was that whole thing of like is he there like i can hear the footsteps but is that batman like it was that building up of like just takes one noise and
0: you just know yeah
1: it's like the fear of you know it's it's your imagination is scarier than anything because you can imagine batman is right there about to pounce and stuff like that but but yeah i would i would massively agree with that i think it's one of the best best intros not just for like a superhero or or a a protagonist you know or Mm. you know it just just Batman in general Just a, a great introduction To a character being like This is the fear That they put into people This is what You know Their, their kind of Hold on the city is And then they have the final reveal Being so like Oh my god there he is Like yeah, yeah like, you're, And you're, even the fight the That person. follows
0: that He just beats the fuck out of him It's not even like yeah. It's not even Kind of martial arts stuff That he's done no. before It's literally Beats the shit out of him Which I thought was great Um, Just on Let's just cover some of the other characters just quickly then. So obviously you've got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman in this. Um, I thought she was actually really good in this. The only yeah. thing I didn't like was more of the character side is that I don't think, and this comes on to one of the problems I had with the film was, and I've said this to you, I, I think the relationship and connection with Catwoman and Batman is just non-existent. And I think it's mm. so... Um, a little bit feels yeah. If so, forced and fell a bit flat, there's a scene where they like finally kiss towards the end, and I was like, that does not feel earned at all. It's Mm. like they've not gone through that much for that to just suddenly, yeah. It felt really like, oh, okay, that's a a bit weird. There might be a case that I have a feeling that this is going to be probably possibly the start of a trilogy. Um, and that relationship could go through all three, maybe. I don't know. It'd be interested to see how that goes. I mean, they'd be stupid not to do a sequel, really. Um, I'm sure they'll break a lot more money in. But um, to go back to Catwoman, I, yeah, I thought she was she put in a great performance. Um, I just think the it was a the character was almost a bit too muddled because you have the whole Falcone thing as well.
1: There's a yeah, lot of plot threads. you peng-
0: No, you've got the whole Falcone thing. You've got Riddler, you've got um uh the Wayne's family history get Dirk coming out again, you've got Penguin being there. It's that was my problem with it. Is I know there's three hours long and there's a lot to cover, but even then it was just like there I don't know whereabouts we are with the plot. And I thought the yeah. Falcone thing was kind of not really needed, or at least could have been pushed to something else.
1: I I think that the her being Falcone's daughter was unnecessary because it was one of the things that's like cool. I mean, he killed your mum and he potentially he was part of kill well, you know, he killed your best friend as well. They could have just gone on that's why you want revenge. You don't need like the whole kind of yeah. I don't know. I just think I just think her being written in as his daughter didn't add anything. Like it didn't add it wasn't one of those things it was like oh my god, you have got to kill your dad. It, it could have just been like well yeah. he's, a hor- he's a horrible he's a horrible mobster who killed your mum. That would have been yeah. satisfactory enough for me. Like that would have been like okay, and he killed your friend, like, that wasn't yeah, enough. that's I, enough. I, I didn't need... Yeah.
0: Like, I, I don't know. Being, yeah, I agree. I don't know what it what value it adds. It's just... No. And it was almost like, let's force another character in. Like, I don't think we need that. That could have been... That revelation could have come out in the second film, perhaps.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I and don't think that bit, really added that much.
1: No, and it was one of those things where, I guess, you need a Falcone because you need that whole doubt of, you know, whether or not Thomas Wayne did or didn't hire him or that kind of thing. But I think... Yeah, I think having Catwoman have that relationship with him like didn't add anything to that. I still think they would have it still it's both of them still had a good part to play, but then being linked with each other in that way just didn't make sense. It would have just it, I would have been satisfied with it just being as simple as she wants to kill him because he killed her mom and her best friend. That's it. Like it would, you know, that that would have been satisfactory enough for me to be like, Cool, that's why you want to get revenge. Like that's Yeah, exactly. That's super yeah, you don't need to be a case of also he's your dad. Like that kind of muddles things a bit more but, but there you go but yeah but
0: yeah I mean there's some so just on some, some of the other other characters that kind of recurring characters in the Batman franchise that have come in. So you had Andy Circus as Alfred. I don't really have that much to say I thought he was good. Don't think yeah, he had like that him. much screen time really. But then I think it's a lot of it's a case again of um it's an established character in the franchise. We know he's the butler. We know he helps him out. I don't yeah. you know if he so I, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a negative. I just think he didn't have much time to really shine compared to, say, Michael I, kane's screen presence on the trilogy that he was in.
1: I did. I did like that. This they explored the young Batman and young Alfred, or younger Alfred, in this, in the sense of like, um, there was always that sort. Of, you had it. You had it with Michael kane to to a degree with that, that whole thing of like if you want to be Batman, you'll be Batman. That's fine. But I am going to keep reminding you, you're being a bit of a dickhead and you don't have to do this. Yeah. 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 Ground, you know, grounded him a bit. And, you know, you don't have to do all this stuff and this isn't your responsibility and you're a Wayne at the end of the day, you know, you've got to remember who you are sort of thing. You know, you might be Batman, but you're also Bruce Wayne. And I liked that this was a bit more of that and a bit more raw in the sense of like, there was quite a lot of hostility between them. And, you know, there's that first bit of, you know, when he's, he says oh well, you're going to the funeral he's like oh you haven't got your cufflinks look you know take mine he's like hmm. you're not a Wayne it's like yeah but I, I loved your mum and dad you know they looked after me and I looked after you I am part of the Wayne family and there's that kind of like almost resentment of like you're not a Wayne like I'm a Wayne like it hmm. was I-, I like the fact it was that it was that much more um hostile thing of like if you want to be Batman that's fine but you've been a bit of a dickhead sort of thing and you can't spend your nights when you've got you've got you've got a name to upkeep as yeah. well he definitely um, bruce wayne
0: definitely felt like a, a bratty teenager in that scene yeah it's like you're not you're not my stepdad um whereas he's like yeah exactly but um yeah i i think but, that's one thing we haven't mentioned actually i thought him as bruce wayne was literally just this emo kid plodding around in wayne manor but, which um,
1: but, which was i guess had, is different it, but I think that the hostility at the start added a bit more level to it when Al- Alfred got attacked because mm. then it adds that guilt to Bruce Wayne and Batman being like, shit, I've dragged him into this now. Like this is, you know, he he wasn't the target of this. I was the target of this. He shouldn't he shouldn't be um punished or you know, he sh- you know, he shouldn't be or you know, or caught up in what isn't his business, sort of thing. So I think it it grounded him in that level of, as well. It was mm, like yeah. You know, it, it adds that whole thing of oh, actually, you know, though th- those that I love are gonna be hurt as part of this as well. So it, 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 it strengthened that a bit more, I think, and it helped with that relationship. Um, um, another another character that
0: um is a recurring character um that I went to talk about was um Jeffrey Wright as um
1: James yes, Gordon. Yeah. So
0: what did you think of him? Because I've got a few things just well, not a few things, oh, he, a couple things.
1: I didn't I didn't think he was as um what's the word? Like he wasn't as prominent as Gordon has been in other Batman films. No. But I think but I think he was prominent enough to still make the impact that he needed to be as well. And like again, I like the fact that he was like he wasn't over the top. He wasn't you know, he, he was he was he was as about as downtrodden as Batman was in the sense of like this city is shit, this city is corrupt, everybody's corrupt. I'm not corrupt. Let's stop the, you know, or, you know. I, I would, I'll, bre- I'll bend the rules if I need to, but it's to try and help those who deserve it rather than it be a case of everybody else who's on like the mobsters' payroll and stuff like that. So he was a bit more of a grounded Gordon, but obviously it he was he's not commissioner yet. He wasn't commissioner no. this. Was he? Was Detective Gordon? So obviously they'll come into that later on. I hope, but um, but no, I thought I thought he was I thought he was decent. Uh, yeah, I I think
0: I would pretty much agree. <laughs> most of that i think it's quite nice to see almost an it's not an origin story but kind of a younger james gordon because yeah. like i said he's not commissioner gordon he's a lot he's not as focused as say gary oldman um james Cor- uh, james, <laughs> james Gordon. james <laughs> gordon oh god. <laughs> god that'd be I a mean, hard imagine... job to act that um <laughs> so i think he did fine but he's he's, he's very much you know co- coming into the role of commissioner um, so he's a bit more um, wet behind the ears to a degree, because yeah. I think even he changes role within the film. Because there was one bit that took me by surprise watching it. Uh, this is going to be full flat if you don't know the reference, but the commissioner before, um, the guy who played him, played Trevor in his standards. Yeah, I remember you um, saying little,
1: little Mo's husband. Yeah,
0: who like got hit yeah. with an iron, I think. I think that's yeah. that the guy. Um, and I was like, for ages, it's like, I actually... It took me out of the film so much. I went on uh, IMDb <laughs> to see if I was right. It's like that's Trevor, and I've not seen him uh, since since that
1: aired in what two thousand. This is what we talked about when I said like there's certain there's certain films there's certain characters that have like ruined things, not ruined things, but like <laughs> same as that where it's like I can't get over this now. Where it's like yeah, well they had Aid Edmondson from Bottom playing an imperial officer. And It's like yeah. sorry, I can't, I can't. I can't think of him than any other than Eddie Hitler from bottom. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't imagine him controlling an Imperial fleet. Like, I'm sorry, but I, yeah. I don't buy that. Like, it's the
0: same with Hugh Dennis in um, no time to yeah. die. I was like, this is
1: <laughs> yeah. not, this is not mock the week. What is happening? No, no. Um, You're waiting for him to come out with one line or a satirical yeah, comic or something. Exactly. Like, yeah.
0: But, um, but yeah, so the, the one thing I want to talk about quickly, we have mentioned it briefly, but the soundtrack, which I think, oh, yeah. I said this to you.
1: Something think... in way. <laughs> well, not
0: only that, but the actual
1: yeah, like, accompanying the score. Like,
0: score, I think is yeah. the best score that Batman's ever done. I think, don't get me wrong, the, the Dark Knight and the uh, Hans Zimmer uh, soundtracks for those are great, but this is like, it really builds, doesn't it? I've listened to it probably... The most out of all of them as well, but when it builds up and has that massive kind of epic crescendo at the end, is like so yeah. good. It, it's almost the
1: it's like it's almost like a good kind of mix of the best parts of the classic Danny Elfman one, compiled with the kind of big epic like kind of modern scores that you have with like the likes of Hans Zimmer, where it's that sort of big, big op, like, almost like operatic mm. like levels of you know score. But with the Danny Elfman sort of like, you know, that's still kind of superhero-y um, theme as well. But yeah, I, I, I'd i agree. It was that slow build. And then when it when it kicks off and when that drop happens, it's like shit's about to go down. So, like intense. Was, um, so intense. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Nice. Uh, uh, and gone. the Nirvana as well. Yeah. the like, Niv- Nirvana. But, like that,
0: that, that, if anything, just like. I came out going, I just want to listen to... Um, never mind. <laughs> I want to listen to the whole album again. and yeah. just want to go through their back catalogue. It was just... Yep. It's a song... It's an album I listened to death, but it's a song I hadn't heard for a, quite a long time. So it's like... Yeah. It actually fitted quite well with the the mood of the film. Like, very...
1: Yeah.
0: Kind of doom and gloomy and not depressing, but it's very much well, that fitting of of Gotham as a place, isn't it? It's well, very...
1: Yeah, I mean, there's, there's one thing... There's one thing that I really liked, which I don't, I, 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 can't think of many superhero films that have done it, let alone Batman films. The fact that he narrates the whole way through. Yes. Yeah. It reminded me of um, a bit like Watchmen when you had Rorschach talking over, kind mm. of like the comics. You know, if you think about um, a comic book, a comic book has, you know, it will have um, monologues. It will have, you know, that. Uh, inner monologue of the character before you know during scenes like that that you'll have so to have that narration and that you know that that you know Bruce's thoughts and um, like I said that that monologue throughout I thought Mm. really added to it as well because it was you know you had that sort of his dark and brooding things was you know he talked throughout about his thoughts on the city and all the people that he was trying to prevent, you know, all, all this kind of thing. It just added another level to it of... Well, it reminded me of the...
0: something like a, like a film noir, like the old yes. 50s, 60s film noir, yeah. almost like he's writing a diary, which I think he does do yeah. in the film where they reference that he writes a diary. Because at the start, he's like... Oh, am I doing the right thing? Crime's still quite yeah. high, and then yeah, the I inner think conflict. He, yeah, you're right. He he mentions something in the middle. I can't remember exactly what he says, but by the end, he's like, "Oh, I found what I need to do. I need to yeah. save people and stop being so angry and vengeful and all those sorts of things." Yeah. and it's almost and like it, he's checking in. He's, he's talking to himself or he's writing down his words, but obviously he's not. He's 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 saying them in a in a um, a voiceover. But it very yeah. much feels like he's you know he's talking to himself and he's. He's doing that classic film noir, noir trait of of that voiceover where it's like, "Oh, what it, am I doing? I've got this wrong." Yeah, it, all those sorts of
1: things. It it, re- it reminded me of uh, Max Payne. Like the yes, video game, Max Payne, Perfect. Like, I went I went down to the bar. I knew that it was more than trouble that was going to be brewing. Like it was like, it was, you know, like it was just, it just added things to it. It just added more context to the character. And the, you know, that's that's a great yeah. shout because I reckon that that would
0: be, it wouldn't surprise if that played some sort of inspiration to this, the yeah. feeling of this film. That is a really good tie in actually that kind of setting. Cause it's very much, the game was very much like it was raining all the time. It's mostly at night. Yeah, It's mostly that sort and of stuff.
1: And it is, it, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head. You do, you see that character development as well because his thoughts and his feelings and you know what he's thinking does change throughout the film from from the start of the film where it's that whole kind of like you know crime is a disease i'm the cure kind of thing to at the end where it's like crime is a disease but you know what there are good people there are you know more that you know it's it's my duty to help those that want to help others as well so it was you know it helped with that character as well the only thing i will say is i love batman being you know the hero whatever I don't really like batman being part of the air ambulance team or like or you know the what was at the end of like the end of uh when they're on top of the dome and he's helping like you know he's going around as like a first responder like checking on people and like yeah organizing that- the helicopters and like he's like it's daytime yes like, <laughs> you should batman be in bed come out in the daytime like- i i really didn't like that I didn't like. He's not part uh, of the Red
0: Cross. Like, no, I didn't like. I didn't like that ending to a degree because he was like, "I need to save people." It's like, no, that's Superman. You're you're Superman. Yeah. You're I, a policeman. I, you're basically a detective, like you said. Yeah, I, that fights I, I crime. Liked... And when he's when they've been saved, when the sorry, when the criminals have been apprehended, he goes. Everyone else yeah. does their I, job. He's not the guy I, who like... goes. Are you? Have you got a plaster on? Are you you're okay? I
1: liked. I liked you know, when he de- he delved into the water and he you know he he lifted up the um the scaffolding and the fallen stage to release those people from drowning and stuff like that. But for me it would have been one of those things where it's like cool you've done that part. The army's there now to help people, you can make your exit. But it was that thing of like, oh no, it's right, I'll stick around, you know, make sure everyone's okay. Yeah. It's like, no, you're Batman, <laughs> it's daytime. Like go, yes. go away. Like
0: something's like, got been, this. You've yeah. been up all night, Batman. Come on.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, But um, but no, that was anything that kind of like, okay, like, all right. Well, that, do you know what? That's,
0: that's why I didn't like it towards the end, because it's like, it almost felt like that was the statement of the film. It's like, okay, I'm going to help people now. I was like, that's not what I want about Batman. I want him no. to just apprehend people and go, and that's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you-, you think about, like, Spider-Man as well. Spider-Man's thing, you know, in the montages they used to be, we would, like, web up the villains hanging off a lamppost and fuck off. That's it. His job's yeah. done. That's what he should be doing. And I did like because there's the next film. I expect him to be like wearing a red cross hat, like the same outfit, but it's just red and white <laughs> a cross down the middle. He's
1: got, he's got, he's got like a sash on that says like volunteer, yeah. something Hel- like helping like. grannies it,
0: across the street and yeah, getting cats yeah. out of like
1: well, no. It'll be it'll be outside a, a, a Tesco's ex, Express with like the little chain, like the little. um, Donation box being like, you know, can you can I can you you donate to the uh, the Gotham (laughs) flood relief, please? Just, but the um, but no, it's like you know it it you know it is no, it's that whole thing of like I'll help people by stopping the bad guys, and then yeah, you're right, I'll fuck off and let the police and everybody else like if there's if there's like a, a catastrophe, I'll do as much as I can, but at the end of the day i'll let yeah. the experts he's, and let he's them supposed to be do doing well. like yeah
0: he's supposed to be doing what the police and the ambulance people yeah. can't is that he's got more facilities he's got better weapons he's got you know all this you know wealth as well that he can use to catch criminals yeah. and he's uh, the super detective almost right so he doesn't need to stick around and check you know all that stuff i i thought it was really quite jarring i don't think i've ever I mean, there's scenes yeah. where 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 Batman sticks around with the police, right? And, he, you know, there's even in this film where he's talking to them and going, oh, what have you checked this? And there's a room where they're, like, lifting up papers and, you know, finding riddles and all that stuff. That's fine, because that's kind of what he's there to do. He's there yeah. supporting them. But when he's coming through and it's daylight and he's just helping out with, yeah, just the health and well-being, it's, it was like, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong, it could be a new direction that might work out better in the next one yeah I just didn't really like it that much but I, hey. I prefer,
1: yeah I prefer I preferred him being the protector and the deterrent in the shadows rather That's than it. yeah so but but now I'm, I'm very interested to see where they go next because obviously at the end, at the end of the film Gotham is flooded um, it says that you know how about a lot he talks about how a lot of the gangs are, are right up and you see you know penguin could be a much bigger part of this now because you know he's he's kind Uh, of the the head of the head of the mobsters now as well i'd really like to see them do there was um there was a storybook in the comics called no man's land where basically the u.s government turns around and says gotham causes us too much Fucking problems. <laughs> Gotham is no longer part of the United States, and it just like it, it, it's it's a whole thing. And they basically say like, yeah, we're detaching Gotham from the rest of the United States because it's just you're too much of an f wow. to keep looking after. So they like basically close the borders um into gotham kind of like what they did with dark Knight rises where they you know they blew up the bridges and you couldn't right. leave and it's like it it's was, only independent it the government that does it rather than sort like a supervillain sort of thing so ah. i don't know whether or not they could explore that where it's a case of like yeah look yeah you guys are just too much to deal with like you're flooded we can't keep sending people to come and save you sort of thing so it'd be interesting to you know to to you know to explore that but it's because you now have a flooded almost like dystopian gotham now so it'll be interesting to see how they acknowledge that next and you know you've got you're, you're you know i'm i dare say you you have people rising up and having to deal with living up in a in a swamp basically but um well, that could yeah, be I'm very that could be the next, next
0: the next villain could be killer croc coming out of the ah, yes
1: you could you could, you, <laughs> could know, you could build a whole new thing but like you know you you've got you've got penguin there now as well that's the um, you know, now that Falcone's out of the mix, you've got penguin that can rise as well. You've still got villain, uh, so you've still got the Riddle in the picture, you've got the hidden mystery uh prisoner who we all now know is uh uh Barry Cohen's Joker. So again, there's all these kind of let's things. Let's talk about that...
0: let's talk about that quick before we kind of summarize um what we think of the film because that was my next question was where do we think it goes next? Now it's obviously been teased yeah. that the Joker is in it because well it's not been teased it's pretty much out there now because that extra deleted scenes are now on YouTube which I thought was great by the way um what how do you feel about Joker being again the villain I mean Joker is the you know opposite of Batman he's always been Batman and Joker but I'm getting a bit tired of Joe I mean we've just had a standalone Joker film with Whacking Phoenix which was good um We've had Joker played by, you know, Jared Leto. Let's not forget, Jack Nicholson, and obviously Heath Ledger, which is maybe, you know, one of the better performances of not just Joker, but just ever. And it's it's always treading on tough ground when you've got to follow something like that. So where do you feel about Uh, Joker being next? And do you think that's the right choice? And if not, who else would you have as a villain?
1: Yeah, so I liked... From what I saw of the, you know, the deleted scene for Barry Barry Cohen, you know, it's it's interesting because he seems he seems a little bit like the Heath Ledger one in the way he, that he speaks. He seems a little bit kind of, um, you know, a little bit like Jack Nicholson with the, in the appearance and like the kind of you know a bit more colourful and stuff like that. Um, I would like, I think the, you know, I fucking hate the Geraldito Joker, but I think. I don't you know, I don't like Jared Lita, to be fair. But I think that was a victim of the type of films they were making. those, those over-the-top DC films mm. like Suicide Squad and Justice League, where it was that over-the-top element of it. So it was hard to it was hard to buy into them being like a psycho and it's like, yeah, but you're kind of a fucking cartoon character, and yeah. not a not a scary, sinister cartoon character. You're just a bit of a joke cartoon character. So yeah. For this, you know, for this, I think, you know, just carry on with that kind of unhinged um, psychopath. But, you know, the, that's, that's, that's where I kind of get a bit confused is because that's where we've seen with the Riddler in this. So my only kind of thing I would want to do, and obviously it sounds a lot, it sounds as though they're going to team up, you know, the way they, mm. you know, it says about, you know, you could do with a friend. The only thing I would want to see is, I loved the brutality of this film as well. Like, yeah. You know, I really I, I was not expecting it to be as brutal as it was with you know with some of the things they did, de- you know, the the puzzles and the um the torture and stuff like that. You know, it it, it added another level to it. It wasn't Riddler esque, mm. but it was still cool to see them do it. But I'd kind of like it to be carry on with that and almost like the Joker and um Riddler trying to one-up each other of like, oh cool, I'm gonna do this. It's like, oh cool, that's pretty sick. I'm gonna do this like I'd you know try and try to up each other like you've got the you've got the mastermind puzzles and you know uh, element of Riddler coupled with the just completely unhinged murderous psychotic side of the joker I think it would be good to carry on that brutality part and see where that goes yeah. but I you know I think I you know you're always gonna to have to have the joke with a Batman it's always going to be a given it's Blofeld and bond but I just think because it's unfortunately because it's DC, they've really shot their load so many times in the last decade that it's been a victim of them 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 using it over as opposed to being a character that's overused too much by you know by its own means sort of thing. So I'm interested to see where this goes. I like the first film. If they're going to do Joker next, fair play, um, just use it properly.
0: Yeah, I I'm in two minds about it to be honest because I feel like we've, we we with, retreading old ground of what the trilogy did which at the end of Batman begins we've got the Joker card. it's like okay, we've just doing this yeah. again. Uh, I it's, granted it is slightly different because it was you know Riddler talking to the Joker and it's almost like you said it was teaming up and working together against Batman, which is different that, that hasn't had occurred at least in films um so that's quite intriguing. I just think I felt like pulled the card a bit too early if they plan to do a trilogy, and, you know, he's known, the director's known to do trilogies, did the Planet of the Apes trilogy, then save that for the third film. I think that would be yeah. the epic, like, conclusion. I think there's so many Batman villains that have have been used or not sparingly in films or haven't been used at all that will be interesting to see, to get the light of day and, and also get that kind of realistic modern spin on it and try not to make it some of them are going to be harder like killer croc don't get me wrong that's going to be difficult to fit it into this kind of gotham that they've set out in this film i think i would like to see like someone like scarecrow come back in and now i know he was in batman yeah. begins but i think that could be quite interesting to do again dr yeah. freeze would be quite good I, if they're doing this thing about gotham's flooded Penguin and Dr. Freeze teaming up and, you know, let's try and get rid of Arnold Schwarzenegger's Dr. Freeze. Let's forget (laughs) that. Let's get someone else in to to take over that role and make that forgettable. I don't know. I just, I, I always want to see something new. I appreciate what they did with Riddler here, so they can hopefully do that with someone else another character so they can make it make it less goofy like you said jim Carrey's one so i I would just like i just think it'd be intriguing to kind of bring someone else in i think joker's a bit safe um everyone loves the joker as the antithesis to batman um i think just save that for later on if the fact he's in jail implies that people either maybe he's not well, widely known as the Joker at this point, but he's in jail for something and has that appearance and those sorts of things. So, you know, you could you could have saved that until this, the third film if there is going to be a third film. Um, so, yeah, I, I like him as an actor. Um, I think he could definitely put a good spin on it. Um, I like the way they filmed that. So, hopefully, they'll use some quirky filming like that in the next film. But yeah, yeah I'm interested to in see where it goes. I mean,
1: uh, imagine if okay, here's an, here's our Imagine if that was the Joker for the next few films. Like you never—he—he's never really a main villain. He's just Batman's almost like a un—what's what's the word? Like an unnecessary confidant that he goes to see, who always it's, taunts it's him. It's like Science of the Lambs,
0: right? He's almost like Hannibal Lecter.
1: Yes, that could be. Yes, he's hes never the real villain. He's just there in that universe. But yeah, I'd love that. That'd be a cool twist. If it was like, yes. Joker's there, but he's he's there to help Batman with the fucking psychos and like get into the mind of these villains yes. because that would be, I would, oh mate, that would be, see, that's what, that is what I would like to see is him being like that person that he goes to of like, I, you know, because, you know, in that deleted scene, he says, look, the reason you're, you come to see me is because, you you know, you want to find out who this person is, but you're worried that, you have sympathy for what he's doing because you agree with what he's doing. So it could always be that thing of like, yeah, he's always there. He's always winding Batman up. I think that'd be quite a cool dynamic to have that. but I think that's so a really the, good um, idea.
0: Cause it's like, he's, it's almost like the two parts of his psyche, isn't it? He's talking to the yes. darker side of himself. Yeah. So to do that and almost like, it's almost, it'd be, you could, I mean, we're going to real territory now, but it could almost be like, that's not really happening. It's all in kind of in his yeah. head that he's having this kind oh, cool. of dispute in his head. But, um, but yeah, to have him as kind of a Hannibal Lecter kind of role, but also on the side, if he's near Riddler, he can be the ma- the, the voice, like the whispering voice in his ear to get yeah. him to do things yeah. for him and, and not take the brunt of it. So yeah, that's quite an interesting yeah. dynamic, actually. That'd be quite cool. Okay, so just to, to wind this up then, um, I'm going to throw it to you for like a quick summary and then just quick st- score out of 10. So yeah. where do you stand
1: with the Batman? So it's it's promising to see DC do something that I actually like for a change. I really hope they carry on with this kind of pace of the films. I hope they do more. I think Matt Reeves as a director has been great, and he's really done something amazing with it. I really want to see more of this. Um, I, I you know, there's a lot more that I liked than I disliked in it, which is always a positive thing when you see a film. Um, I did originally rate it as five stars because I just I was just blown away by it when I first came out. Mm. Like looking back on it now and thinking about it now. I drop it down to a four point five, but I still, I still fucking loved it. I thought it was very good. There's a lot, there's a lot, promising stuff that, yeah, I was just blown away by. So yeah, thoroughly enjoyed it. Nice. I'm gonna be harsher
0: (laughs) with my score. Um, I've given this a seven out of ten. So what's that? Three point five. I, I think though, I will caveat this with, I will watch this again because. Yes, me too being a parent of two kids and now a three month old three hour long film is not the one to watch no Um, so i think my my concentration dipped in the middle i think the, the the three out of the three acts of the film the first act and the last act are the best they're really really strong The middle act is where it dips and a lot of threads are going on at once and i just wasn't really following it so that could be on my part and i'll take that so i definitely would like to watch it again now it's available to rent at home i could kind of chip away a bit better and and perhaps concentrate so that might so that might go up um so just the negatives and then i'll end on the positives i think the relationship between Catwoman and batman is so forced and doesn't i mean there's that whole scene where they kind of drive off together and i was just like this is weird it doesn't feel right they don't they've just met they don't feel like they've had that enough chemistry on screen to to warrant this it felt really cringe um batman at the end being um the red cross (laughs) the red cross what's the what's the name what's the nurse what's the famous nurse's name florence nightingale (laughs) i did didn't really like that but um, if it puts a new spin on things i'm always interested to see a new spin on on a on a established franchise so see how that goes um positives though i thought riddler i thought poor was great i it was a really sort of kind of the whole feeling of the film was a lot more grittier um and gloomier and stuff like that the soundtrack is the best soundtrack ever uh, for batman um and our patch was great so yeah overall i would give it a seven out of ten but i happily watch this again and we'll obviously see the next film anyway so looking forward to whenever that's going to be all right well thanks for your time and coming back to do another uh, podcast episode hopefully we'll do another one soon i know we were saying about potentially doing the jackass one because i've now finally yes. watched that as well um and now i've got a few things to say about that as well so hopefully we can do that at some point soon so thanks again for your time and um i'll speak to you soon always a pleasure man